Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Whiskey Sessions Podcast. Thank you for joining us. This is A. Metz, and I'm here with B. Pimp. B. Pimp, how's it going with you? It's a new year, but it's the same B. Pimp. And that's the fourth time I've said it, and I don't think it was funny the first time. <laughs> yeah. But every, every time I say it, it gets less funny because we've had some audio gremlins today. <laughs> Well, yeah, no, we have definitely had a rough start. Uh, I think we're starting about a half an hour, no, a little more than half an hour later than we meant to. I was delayed, and then we tried to figure out the audio, and that's not working. We switched it a few times. So if the sound quality is not as good as you expect from the whiskey sessions, then lower your expectations. And tell Skype to get their act together. Oh, Skype is the worst. I've, I've had it up to here with them. It seems like every time I log into Skype, it's got a brand new redesign, and it keeps getting worse. It's awful. It's like, this time I had to restart the computer a few times, and then even when I did that, it took forever to load, and then it had a worse user interface than I ever have seen. I, I, like, who is their research department in like figuring out what a user interface should look like? Now they use initials for everything. I don't know people by their initials. That's not how I think of people I know. They're trying to be sleek and hip, but they're really just being garbage people. They're being garbage people, that's for sure. All right. Well, we have a great episode for you, despite Skype not having a great product for you. And we're going to discuss the top five serial killers. And we're not saying they're the greatest or that we like them the most, because that would be a little too dark. We're just saying top five and finishing that sentence with serial killers. Yeah, it's not like top five serial killers to model your life after. Or no. <laughs> as, aspirational figures. It's top five, or for me anyway, it's like the most messed up stuff that I've read about is how I made my list. Exactly. Before we get into trying the whiskey, Beep Pimp, we started a game a few episodes ago called Let's Get Personal. And what we do in that game is one of us will name... Uh, a person who's famous or maybe barely famous and then the other person has to decide if on wikipedia their entry has a personal life section or not it's a great game the response we got was overwhelming um with people demanding another another uh session of it yes. in the whiskey sessions no less right and last time we did it you gave me five names and i started strong I was two for two at the beginning, got both correct on whether or not those people had personal life sections in Wikipedia, and promptly missed the next three. So I ended up two for five. So that is my score so far, and now we're going to use this episode to determine your score for the first five. And I think maybe we just have a kind of running tally every time we do this game. Yeah, we got to have it. It'll be a competition, and I'm... I got to tell you, I'm feeling very confident, and I think I'm going to have a good start here. I, I'll be honest. The names I picked, you might have a good start. Um, I, I don't know that I did the greatest job of this. I, it turns out it's kind of harder to think of people that you would borderline have a personal life page or not. Oh, you mean this game is obscure and weird? I, I don't. <laughs> I didn't expect that. Yeah, it actually took me longer to do this than, like, the top five lists, I think. Even though I really could have just picked out people from thin air. Yeah, that's true. So. You, could, you could just go for it and just say, I don't even know if they do. And then you'll find out with, with me. <laughs> yeah, that's... <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a good point. 
But no, I, I predetermined these, um, and hopefully you won't do better than two for five. That's I'm, my I'm goal. I'm ready anyway. to go. I want to, I want to test my skills. All right, let's get into it. This is Let's Get Personal. Let's, let's get, get personal, personal, perfect. All right, B-Pimp, are you ready for Let's Get Personal? I'm, I'm very ready. Couldn't be more ready. Okay, then the first name for you is Stephanie Courtney. And if you don't know who that is... She is Flo from the Progressive commercials. Oh, okay. I was going to say, I definitely don't know who that is by the name, <laughs> but I've enjoyed her work over the years. I'm going to say she does not. Shit. You're correct. She does not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good start. Okay. Your next name for the list is Bill James. I'm going to say Bill James does not have a person. Oh, jeez. All right, you are two for two. Bill James does not have a personal life section. All right, so you're two for two. You started how I started last time we did this. So I really got to get you to strike out on these next ones. Okay, your next name, White Sox legend, Frank Thomas. Oh, man, this is tough because I want to say, of course he does because Frank Thomas. Um, he's never released a lot of stuff about his personal life, but I'm, he's a big enough name, I'm going to say he does have one. Unfortunately, Frank Thomas does not have a personal life section. Damn it. All right, your next one, another sports person, Bulls rookie, Laurie Markkinen. Oh yeah, Laurie Markkinen's got it. Damn, correct. He does have a personal life section. How else will we find out about his young life in Finland? It's true, and like his actual personal life section is pretty short. It just says his parents like also play basketball. You're three for four, so you could end up at sixty percent or eighty percent. And if you end up at eighty percent, that's that's a strong start to this game. The last name is hip hop recording artist slash R and B singer, or I don't know what you would call him. Post Malone. Post Malone will have one yeah correct yeah. post malone does have a personal life page and it's pretty funny i saved it for last it's not long but he uh in his personal life section it says post has a tattoo of u.s president john f kennedy on his arm and has said that kennedy was quote the only president to speak out against the crazy corruption stuff that's going on in our government nowadays. End quote. Like, he, I like that because he's, like, at first I thought it's silly because he probably, like, it seems weird to say that a president who died, you know, <laughs> what is it now, 50, 50 years ago? Something like yeah, that. Yeah, 54, uh, 55. Yeah, that he would be speaking out about something today, but maybe he just means it's always been going on he spoke out against it then or he could just be wrong because i don't even know if he spoke out against anything like that but eh. yeah i don't really i mean nothing against john f kennedy but i don't remember his main platform being speaking out against corruption he wasn't a corruption buster <laughs> no i don't think so <laughs> it's uh, still great i like when he just probably got it because he's like yeah it's jfk and then somebody asked him and he's like i need to have a reason he just, <laughs> he just came yeah. out of that you know, the other thing I didn't realize going through his Wikipedia page is Post Malone is really young. Yeah. He was born in 1995. Yeah, he's only, tw what is it, 23 or probably 22 still? 22, yeah. Oh, he's born on July 4th. 
He's the he's the savior of of the United States. He was born on July fourth, nineteen ninety five. Yeah, when Independence Day might have come out, was it? Or that was probably ninety six. But yeah, I think you're close. Ru- that ruins my narrative. But anyway. <laughs> well, yeah, that's crazy to think about. He would have been born close to the release of Independence Day. Do you like White Iverson? I liked it. It's a good song. Um, no, I do like the song. I like his video too, and everybody. I, I feel like he gets crapped on a lot because he's kind of like, he's kind of like for me anyway. For people old enough, he reminds you of Paul Wall a little bit because he's from that area and he's got he had the grill for a while and like. He is very reminiscent of Paul Wall, with a lot more hair though. Even, they even kind of look similar. Yeah, they do. Maybe it is Paul Wall. Are we sure they're two different people? Oh my god, we just uncovered a conspiracy. Uh, so I have a whiskey for today. It is Glen Fittich. Single malt scotch whiskey, and it is 40% alcohol by volume. And what else do we need to know about it? Probably where it's from. Uh, it's actually imported by William Grant and Sons in New York, New York, but it is a product of Scotland and it comes from the Glenfiddich Distillery, which is in Dufftown, Banffshire, Scotland. Wow, we haven't done. We've had an underrepresentation of Scotland. I will say, yeah, we've done a lot more bourbons. All right, I'm gonna give this a small taste. Um, kind of drank a little more than I meant to last night, so I'm not crazy about drinking whiskey right now. But hopefully that w- that won't play into my opinion of how this is personally. So here we go, bottoms up. Now I'm curious, will this be another infamous whiskey slayer, Scotch slayer, I guess, in this instance? Or will you find it to be a smooth one? Well, here's the thing. So because it's a scotch, I actually personally, by definition, don't really find most scotches to be very smooth. That's true. Like, there's always just kind of, like, smokiness to it that almost precludes it from being smooth. But on that metric, I actually am going to say Glenfiddich is smooth. Oh, boy. Yeah, I I mean, I don't mind it. I don't have any bad aftertaste, which is, for me, that is when whiskeys get the death knell. If you're leaving me with an aftertaste I don't like, then there's a 0% chance you're not getting the boot. And not only that, it hit a high bar to clear because you're not in in an enthusiastic drink right now. No. If it would have been in any way, like, unpleasant, you would like, get that boot out, I'm going to kick this thing. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I don't want to say it's an enthusiastic smoothness, but it's it's still a smooth. All right, so I am back on the smooth train, which I'm happy to be on. I think, did I give three boots in a row or four boots in a row? You've just been booting things left and right, I so know. I don't even, it, it might, <laughs> it's a three or four sounds about right to me. Okay, so, yeah, I, this is... And I'm not giving it smooth just because I wanted to get back on the smooth train. I really think Glenfiddich was... Also, I kind of had low expectations having bought this for some reason. I think it was, like, kind of cheap. So I'm pleasantly surprised. I I believe that normally, like, the reputation I've heard of that is pretty decent. I've had it a couple times, like, some different kinds of Glenfiddich because they make a bunch of different styles and aged different years and all that i've never had like i'm not as huge on scotch as i am on like bourbons or rye or any of that but mm-hmm. um i remember it being pretty decent yeah it's not bad and i really do appreciate that i just had it neat 
and it's where I am, 11 in the morning, and I don't have a bad taste in my mouth. And I get that too often with, like, cheaper bourbons. Yeah. If there's, like, that is a, that's some, something, like, like if you can handle, if you can deal with, like, the smokiness that a scotch has. Yeah. Um, there, it's hard to, I haven't had a scotch that I remember where I was, like, ugh. Yeah, and it's not, like, I'm never going to drink it. Like, Glenfiddich is not overwhelmingly smoky. So it's right. not bad. All right, let's get into our top five. Uh, as we discussed earlier, it is top five serial killers. And again, we are not romanticizing serial killers. We're just mentioning the top five. Uh, okay, let's get into it. These are our top five serial killers. More than four, less than six. It's the top five. All right, B-Pimp, who is your number five serial killer? Now, I'm going to do something a little controversial for number five, because oh you can tell me if this actually counts. I'm putting the Zodiac Killer as my number five. That absolutely and counts. Why wouldn't that it count? It counts. Oh, yeah. Well, the reason I, was cur- I wasn't I was sure is because it, it, we don't know if it was one person. We don't know if it was multiple people. We don't even know. you know, like Because they've never been found, the crimes have never been solved. But I guess... You know, with that being an unknown, you could count it. I've always been fascinated <clears throat> by the Zodiac Killer, not more so when I saw that movie that came out a few years ago. Uh-huh. Um, but which is one of my favorite movies. But um, it's it's fascinating to me that in the modern age, even though this occurred in the late '60s, early '70s, where it wasn't quite as advanced with like, um, you know. The, the sophistication of police departments like working together to solve these kind of things because I believe in the movie a big part of the plot is because there was like three or four different jurisdictions that the crimes occurred in they had a hard time coordinating their search mm-hmm. so and they actually they they kind of intimate that he whoever did these crimes might have done that purposely for that reason there's also there's all these conspiracy theories about like who could have done it like they think Ted Kaczynski might have been he was in California teaching at Berkeley at the time that these crimes occurred. And there's like a conspiracy theory about that. We might've even talked about that in the conspiracy theory episode, but I've always been intrigued by it. I think the crimes were very strange in that it was usually couples that he attacked and the way that the things occurred, it doesn't fit the normal pattern of a serial killer. It's like a very, it's one of those just intriguing kind of mysteries. I think it remains so prominent in in this in society because it's unsolved similar to like john benny ramsey where everyone's still fascinated with that because we don't know what happened so right. it's like that's why it's always been interesting to me no i i totally agree with that and i won't lie to you i also had the zodiac killer on my list so of course i think that counts the fact that it's unsolved is what makes it better or more yeah it's really weird that it, it's gone this long i mean it seems unlikely now that they would be able to solve it but yeah no i, I, I don't think they ever will Unless, and this goes into my number five, who is BTK, Dennis Rader. Um, that guy's a monster. So he his went unsolved for a very long time, until he stupidly enough, and this is such a like a dumb way for like a serial killer to be stopped. He sent what did he send? He sent a floppy disk to the media. Yes. Thinking it could not be traced back to him. Like he got exactly. And it wasn't it his church computer or something? <laughs> yeah. Like, jeez. Wasn't he a Boy Scout leader too, or something? Oh, that might be true. I don't know. 
It's pretty. Yeah, that one. He's always he's been. I watched this documentary called "I Survived BTK" because his first crime was like he basically took out an entire family, and like one of the sons survived, and he was interviewed, and it was just like I'm desensitized in a way to some of this stuff, but that still got to me because I was like, this guy basically he was a kid. He survived this crazed lunatic coming and basically systematically taking out his family and he survived it. How do you even, I don't understand how you could even like survive, like move on in life and do anything at that point. Oh, for sure. Who's your number four? So my number four is Ted Bundy. And the reason I'm putting him lower, he's probably one of the most well-known serial killers, obviously. I think part of it is that he shares last name with hero to the people, Al Bundy from married with children. Uh But he was, he he's always fascinated me. He is undeniably just a, his whole life was centered around crime. Like when he, before he was a serial, serial killer, he was always doing petty crime. He was not only a serial killer, but he was a necrophiliac. Like he would revisit these women. I mean, it's horrifying, but he was one of the most disturbing, sick individuals that I can possibly think of. And his, and he killed, I think he admitted to 30 people that he killed, but they believe that there, there's no way to actually verify the, the, the victim count because they think he was involved in so many other crimes. But right. I, whenever I've seen estimates, it's usually 100 plus, which is mind boggling. And the only, I put him lower because like later on before he was executed, he it's kind of almost like an interesting approach for someone like that. Who's basically has no choice. Like they're, they're screwed. They haven't, there's no way to get out of it. He tried to like jump on with like the evangelist movement and say that pornography caused him to turn into this monster that he was. So he tried to like go on all these interviews with like, people that that was their cause where they were trying to get rid of porn and said, Oh, you read all those pulp fiction novels when you were a kid and they had all these, you know, lascivious acts in them. And that's what turned you into a serial killer. And he just totally went with it. Cause he's like, eh, you know, why not at this <laughs> point? What, what do I have to lose? Right. So it kind of, I don't know. He's just any, t- even just look, I pulled up an article about him just to get some facts and just looking at his face freaks me out. The guy with a psycho. Yes, that is for sure. All right, my number four is your number five, which if we had gone the other way, I guess it would have been a double dip, but it is the Zodiac Killer. And I don't know, first of all, that it's unsolved is crazy, but um, I guess now that I live in the Bay Area, it, it, it brings a little more, I guess, relevancy for me. Oh, yeah, you're you're in the, you're very close to probably a lot of those towns, right? The I am. I mean, I'm three or four miles from Berkeley, uh, obviously just across the bay from San Francisco. So it's... Uh, what about Vallejo? Vallejo is maybe 20 miles, 20 or 25 miles north of me. Okay. Vallejo also has a Six Flags in it. What's it called? Ooh, what is it called? I don't know, but you know what's great about it? Open year-round. Oh, yeah, that's nice. You don't have to worry about the... The crazy winter nonsense. Nope, no snow coming our way. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. Yeah, I mean, it, it's nice, but at the same time, we went down like a candy cane lane, you know, like one of those streets where every house like really does it up for Christmas. And we saw two kids throwing leaves at each other, and which was like a little bit on the sad side that they just didn't have a snow. 
That was their, that was their substitution. That they <laughs> yeah, up. just leaves. Hey, it's, you know, it's creative. You do what you can. All right, who is your number three? Okay, number three for me, another very well-known serial killer, Jeffrey Dahmer. Ooh, good one. This one, Jeffrey Dahmer is just the whole story fascinates me from beginning to end. Like his his childhood, he was like a heavy, heavy alcoholic at a very young age, like where, to the point where he was bringing like full bottles of booze into uh, high school, I believe it was, like early high school. And people were like, what is he doing? He would just go to his locker and like take big swigs out of a bottle. And he, and that, they, they were saying that that led to a lot of his isolation from society. I think also he was, if not homosexual, he was bisexual and he had a lot of, he had a lot of shame about that because of his upbringing. Mm-hmm. His family made it seem like it was just unacceptable and just like the time he grew up in, it was not accepted. And I think he had a lot of internal conflicts because of that. But, you know, there's always a backstory, but it doesn't mean that you then grow up and try to turn young men into zombies that you could keep as sex slaves, which is what he did. Um, By injecting, I believe in some cases, like, Uh, embalming fluid into their brains. It's like, when you read about some of the stuff that Jeffrey Dahmer did, it sounds like someone made it up to write, like, the most over-the-top movie that they could come up with, but it really happened. Yeah, it's kind of ridiculous. I don't have him on my list, but now I'm thinking I probably should have. Well, I mean, he's he's well-known. I think for me, maybe just being grown up in the Midwest was part of the thing that caused me to just know like hear about him even earlier just because he was in Milwaukee mm-hmm. um which is where he was doing most of his crime and I also find it fascinating that he when he lived in Milwaukee he lived in like a very he worked at a, fa- a chocolate factory I believe and he lived in like a very very poor neighborhood and he was able to largely able to get away with a lot of the stuff he did because as we know police tend to focus their energies on places in town where there's money Right. Unfortunately, so in a lot of these cases, you'll find people will go and and work and do this stuff in areas where they think they can get away with it longer, and it's just it's sad to this day, like that that that's always a hallmark of these cases. For sure, um, it, it does kind of make you wonder how they get away with it for that long. He only got caught because one of the people that he captured got away and like ran into the street naked, and the cop found him. So I mean, if he if that wouldn't have happened, who knows how long he could have kept going. Yeah, and wasn't it that, like, he... Wasn't he, like, beaten to death in prison, like, a year or two after he was even captured? Yes. there's And there's a lot of people say that that was kind of set up because he was... I think he was, like, locked into, like, a workout area where there was only two other people. So either the people that wanted to kill him set that up or that, you know, that was set up by somebody else who, who didn't mind seeing him get killed. Right. No, I'm sure. Okay. My number three is, speaking of the Midwest... John Wayne Gacy, for a couple of reasons. I think we're gonna we're gonna have a double dip. We're gonna have a double dip, hot dog. So that he is from Chicago, murder count super high in the 30s, I think. And of course, I mean the thing that he's you know most known for, dressing up like a clown, horrifying. Pogo the clown. And I kind of wonder if he like single handedly made clowns scary for everybody. He wasn't. I've always conflated when Homie the Clown was popular and In Living Color was about the same time that John Wayne Gacy, or no, it wasn't about the same time. He was he was way back before then, but I think that was about the time he was 
about to be executed, wasn't it? Was I there any relation right. to that, or was it just because they were two clown characters? Were they, were they doing that character because of that? Do you know? Have you ever heard anything about that? Oh, that it had any relation. Not that I know of, but maybe. But I thought I saw once, I was at my aunt's house in Lansing, and she had she, her house butts up against an alley. And this must have been 1994. I think he was executed in 94. Mm-hmm. And that's like his story was being reported on a lot because that was happening. Um, and we, my cousin and I were both, you know, seven or eight years old, and we were in the back alley playing or like rollerblading or something. And we saw this like white van driving towards us. Oh, no. In the alley. And we freaked out and ran back to our aunt's house because this was a time when they were releasing. In schools, like, they wouldn't let us go out to recess because they were saying that there was, like, copycat crimes happening or something, and it was related to John Wayne Gacy. Are you serious? So, yeah. They, so they literally announced... Holy They God. literally announced on the PA, like, you cannot go out to recess today because we've had reports that somebody's, like, lurking in the area or whatever. And it happened at least once because I have a very vivid memory of it. I have to I have to corroborate if it was more than that. I feel like it was, like, a week. So then, of course, crap. I was just terrified. And then we were... And this was, like, right after that we were at... My aunt's house, and we're like, oh, like we had to run back and like rollerblade as fast as we could. Wow, I, I I've never had any of these. Well, any of these serial killers actually personally have any impact on my life. But that is crazy that like they actually canceled recess, even if it was just for a day, and gave that as the reason. That I know that was the reason. That's what sticks out to me so much is I'm like, why didn't they just make something up? Like we're re- we're like repaving the parking lot so you can't go outside or something like. No, there's a guy going around that we think <laughs> we're concerned about. I know. You think they wouldn't tell that to like a eight, nine year old or something? It was it was terrifying. But yeah, that was all because of that guy, and he was. Uh, I mean, he's one of the most terrifying ones because he was so two faced. Like he had the up until a certain point, he had like that successful private life of he was in like the JCs, I believe it was, which is one of those like Kiwanis type organizations and mm-hmm. was like very successful. And he like owned all these businesses and he was a contractor. And then at the same time, it was like one of the most horrific serial killers ever. It's, it's crazy. That is crazy. Anything else you want to add to this double dip? Um, the movie about him that came out where the guy from Pee Wee Herman played, uh, not Paul Rubens, but you know, like the chubby kid. From Big Top Pee Wee, I think it was. Or Pee Wee's Big Adventure, one of them. He he plays Gacy, and it's like, he's he looks so much like him that it's just, it's a weird experience to watch that movie. Is it good? Uh, I don't know if I would say good. I mean, it's, it's worth watching if you're interested in that kind of stuff, but it's just the fact, like, if you look it up, if he's on the cover of the movie, he looks so much like him. It's just very weird. That is weird. I'm, I'm curious. This makes me want to watch more, like, documentaries or just even movies on it. I kind of want to revisit Zodiac again. Oh man, that that's a that thing. I can watch that. It's it's really long, so it's hard to watch over and over again, but it's just so good like everything all the atmosphere and mood about it and like uh Robert Downey Jr. is good in it. Jake Gyllenhaal's good in it. Like just it's a great movie. Yeah. No, that that's a a, a good one. All right, my number 2 is and kind of my last two. Actually, no. I'm not going to preface it with anything. My number two is Jack the Ripper. And so this is not recent. It's not the six. It seems like a lot of the serial killers we picked so far did most of their murdering in the 60s and 70s. Yeah. But Jack the Ripper did not. Uh, He did it in the late 1800s. And 
I think what makes it the most interesting is similar to the Zodiac. It's, you know, unclear if, you know, who this was, if it even was like one person. But I just love kind of like the old timey descriptions of him and wanted posters that went out for him. Like you're looking for a tall man with a tall top hat and a dark coat. It's almost like he was like a murderous Abraham Lincoln or something. That's a that's one of those uh, conspiracy theories that has you're you're creating right now. It's Abraham Lincoln was really Jack the Ripper. Well, here's the thing that I wonder: what if Abraham Lincoln, who let's see, died in 1863 or or four or five? That sounds about right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, I should probably know that. Either way, what if he didn't really die, and instead moved to London, and then. 20 years later decided to start murdering people. Yeah, he was like, I've done so much for humanity, now I need to even it out before I die. I'm just saying it's a possibility. You're here first, folks. Yeah, Uh, but again, it's like the Zodiac Killer also, just that it's not been solved, and at this point, like, seriously, there's no way Jack the Ripper is ever going to be solved. Right. So They, there is, it's interesting to think about those, the ones that were not solved, because it... You sh- I mean, there's a lot of time. I mean, I know there's a lot of crime that goes unsolved, and not always like serial killers or murder or whatever. There's a lot of crime that goes unsolved because unless they find someone who's willing to talk about it or some evidence that leads them in the right direction, it's like a needle in a haystack. But they end up finding most people because they do something dumb that, you know, it, it, it makes it impossible. Like Ted Bundy went back to a fraternity or a sorority house at Florida State University and just went on a rampage. There's no way he was getting away from there. Right. Like, they just, they get to the point where it's almost like suicide by cop and they can't deal with it anymore and they just do something crazy. But the ones that have survived this long when they're not being solved, it's like, you you know, it's just, it, it makes it so fascinating. There's so much, like, mystery about it. Yeah, no, it really is. All right. It's come down to it. And actually, I'm curious because I have no idea who your number one is. You probably don't even know who my number one is. So, let's hear it. Who is your number one serial killer? My number one is the Night Stalker, Richard Ramirez. Oh, I forgot about him. Okay, so Richard Ramirez, the Night Stalker, which the Night Stalker is a great, you know, it's tough talking about this kind of stuff because it's like, you don't want to glamorize this because nobody, nobody, nobody wants to be known for these kind of things. But it's like, the, the part of it is, it's fascinating because this is what, the human brain is capable of like you can get to the point in your brain. If you have, usually there's some kind of, you know, uh, disorder or something that causing this to go so out of whack, but someone, a human being can like do something as crazy as just kill people until they're caught. Like it, it's, it's, bo- it's mind boggling, mm-hmm. but he was one of the most like, the Hollywood serial killer, because I mean, it took the crimes took place in California. He had the, he would draw like the pentagrams on his palms in court and, and hold them up. And he was constantly getting reprimanded for doing insane things during the trial. Yeah. Uh, his look, he just looks like, he looks like you just put evil on earth and just said, go do whatever you want to do. That's what he looks like. I mean, if you're not familiar with him, just look up a picture. And as soon as you see him, it's like, ah, like yeah. what is going on? No, it, he, um, he definitely lives up to, like, what he did. Like, some of these other serial killers just look like, maybe yeah. not look menacing at all, but he does. Oh, he's, 
Richard Ramirez is just, I don't know. There's something about him. And like he, he played, he, the other thing was he got in trouble because he would like a lot of serial killers or, or people like high profile criminals like that will do. They'll, they'll blame something on it or, or the media will blame certain things. And that I think Slayer got tied up in his case because he was a, like a open about how much he loved Slayer, which is a band I also love. But then they, of course, go, oh, Slayer, you know, like, even though none of the members of Slayer are actually Satan, Satanists or devil worshippers or anything, their music is about that. So they're like, the media would just ran with it. They're like, oh, yeah, Slayer caused, you know, Richard Ramirez to go with this rampage. And he was like, he was one of the most terrifying ones to me, too, because he targeted elderly women and he would sneak in and, like, burglarize the house almost, but then he would rape and kill the women. And it's just a horrifying M.O. for a serial killer. They're always horrifying, of course, but, like, he was just preying on the the people that were least likely to defend themselves. And he was just like, there's no, there's no gray area with him. Like, it's yeah. just awful. And he was, I think he was actually apprehended because a mob of people saw him and just, like, all just ganged up and just, like, pinned him to the ground until the cops could get there. And it's like, I don't know, his whole story from beginning to end is just crazy. Yeah, that's a uh, no. That is definitely an appropriate number one for sure. All right, my number one is H. H. Holmes, another Chicago. That's a good one. And I just think what makes what makes H. H. Holmes so intriguing is not just like that. There's a been a lot of possibly some like fiction thrown in there uh, over a story over the years, but that he had like essentially just like a torture chamber of a home horrifying like haunted house angle of what he did the fact that it took place during the chicago world's fair like a huge event and just that it was well plus it was being in chicago is is creepy too because like you can go see in chicago like kind of the area where he would have been doing that and it's like yeah like just it's another one where you just read about some of the stuff and like i, I did read once about all the the ways that he would get people to build some of these contraptions in this torture hotel that he had and not cause suspicion was he would just like constantly cycle through people to work on it so that there was never anyone there long enough where they would go, wait a minute, yeah. <laughs> I'm putting like a thing that could pump gas into this room and there's like all these straps everywhere. Like something's going on. Yeah. There are angles of it that seem like unlikely. And you know, people have said like, it's, I guess he confessed to like 30 something murders, but they only really knew about like six or seven. And it's hard to know exactly what is truth and like what was kind of has gone beyond the kernel of truth that it started from. But yeah, it's... Who knows with that guy, it could be endless. Like he could be, he could have killed hundreds and hundreds of people with the way he was operating. But that that is crazy that he had like a hotel. And some people say the hotel wasn't even really ever like open for business, I guess, but... yeah. And it's, or, you know, Chicago's own, the bread of Chicago. Yeah. Yeah, I I think they're doing a movie for Devil in the White City. Oh, yeah. I have to go back and research that, it's, if that's in development or what the deal is. What Do you think it's weird that um, Gacy, Dahmer, H.H. H. Holmes, there was a lot of Ed Gein, who we didn't mention, who was in Wisconsin. There's a lot of uh, Midwest serial killers. <laughs> yeah, there are, but I think... You know, I mean, I think of any, BTK, like... BTK was in Kansas. 
Yeah, I think there are, but like in California, you have like the Zodiac and Richard Ramirez, probably some other ones I'm forgetting. It might just be like a little bit what is like regionally focused. Like we haven't even talked about Son of Sam. Like that's oh, New York. true, yeah. I'm sure like there's New York. some yeah. on the East Coast too. Right, and or the the Boston Strangler. Exactly. But speaking of some of the others, do you have any honorable mentions? I do have a few. Um, one is Edmund Kemper. Uh, did you watch nice. Mindhunter on Netflix? No, I haven't seen it. You have to watch Mindhunter. It's great. But one of the things that's great about it is they re- they're basically telling the story of like when when the behavioral crime unit started at the FBI. So they're mm-hmm. ta- they're the the doctors that or the, the people that started that unit to try to investigate serial killers when that occurred, that's what they're covering. So during the course of that show, they have actual people, they have actors playing actual serial killers. And the interesting thing is Edmund Kemper was like six foot nine and he's a big, he's probably six, nine, three eighty, just looking at him. Jesus. And so he's a big, huge menacing looking dude. And they found this actor to play him. That was fantastic. Like, just I've heard I've seen video of him and I've read I, there was a podcast I listened to that talked about him he was in he was in the west coast too somewhere he might have been like he might have been like Oregon I want to say that's where he was from but he was he killed his mother and then went on a spree he had like all these issues but it's an interesting case but the reason I put him on there is because just watching this Mindhunter show like brought him back to my mind and he's so like if you're talking about somebody that just looks like bad news when you see him if you look up this guy it's like ah what is going on Jeez. uh and then um i also wanted to mention dean coral have you ever heard of dean coral no he was in houston texas he is another one that just even just reading the wikipedia article about him the last name is c-o-r-l-l he was he owned a candy store in Houston, his family owned a candy store. So he would, and I think they made candy too. Like it was like a whole business. Mm-hmm. So he would always be hiring like high school boys to do work for him. And then he was, he was hiring them to find him victims. So he had this whole ring set up where he was trying to get all these like between 16 and 19 year old boys, you know, trapped basically. And he went on, he had, he got killed um, in the, I believe his crimes occurred in the 60s. I, I can't even get into talking about... He had, like, these contraptions built in his house where he did these crimes that are just the most heinous things I've ever heard of. And if you read about... If you look him up on Wikipedia and read his article... I Don't do it if you... Don't do it before bed if you <laughs> if you have <laughs> nightmares or something. But it's 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 one that I... You never hear his name. He's not as... Like, he's not brought up in the same way like Dahmer and like all these names that people know that's a name I had never heard. And I was like, how did this guy not, how is this not more talked about? Cause it was just so crazy. Like what went on in Houston when he was doing that stuff. So th- th- those are probably the two. Um, I did, I left off some people like the older ones, like Jack the Ripper. It's probably dumb, but I just focused on like ones I've read about or, or knew about. Oh yeah, for sure. I, uh, I already kind of just mentioned them, but yeah, other honorable mentions like Son of Sam, Jeffrey Dahmer, and we didn't mention Gary Ridgway, the Green River Killer, who's actually killed the most people in the U.S. Oh yeah, but I don't, I don't know that there's there's any angle that seems like super interesting about that. The one to me that was weird about him, from what I've read, is that he was 
Have you ever seen him interviewed? I haven't. He was one of the people, like, normally there's something chilling, right? Like, it's, you know, someone who's capable of doing this kind of thing, like, there's just this vibe that comes off of them where it's like, you see him talking, and it's like, uh, I think it's just because people imagine, like, they did these kind of horrific things that we know about. He's the most prolific, like you said, but he almost, he he doesn't have that. Like, he just looks like some guy that worked at a factory that, you know, he's, he's smart enough to kind of do what he needs to do, but he just seems like kind of off. Like, it's just a strange thing. If you've ever seen like a documentary about him, if you watch it, it's, he's, he freaks me out. It, it, well, I mean, is it kind of the angle that it's like, you, you can't even tell what's wrong with him exactly. And that makes you realize like it could be anybody. Yeah. And it's also like, there's some, you know, sometimes they say like Ted Bundy was a genius and like some of them have, you know, really high IQs and they're really high functioning mentally, but they just, there's some, you know, behavioral disorder that causes them to do these things. He's Gary Ridgway was like borderline normal functioning IQ, but he was very, he was not a, like a bright guy. So there's this weird combination of when he's talking, you're just like, uh, I would feel sorry for this guy. Like he seems like somebody who needs help or something, but you know that he was able, he was cunning enough to get away with all this stuff that he did. So it's right. like, uh, I don't know what's going on with that. Yeah, that's a, a crazy one. And it's from, you know, the neck of the woods that I'm from. Yeah, the Washington State. Washington. Washington. All right. So if you have some serial killers that you want to tell us their story and we may have missed, go ahead and hit us up on Twitter, and that's at Whiskey Sessions, or email us at Whiskey Sessions Music at gmail.com and we're going to go ahead and get to your emails now these are your emails you sent us emails to read emails and now we'll read them alright the first email I have is from Brevin in Tampa, Florida that's a terrible name Okay, it's Brevin? Brevin it's like a Brian and Kevin mix <laughs> I think so Alright, it says, hey, Whiskos. So, I used to be more of a vodka person myself, and if I wanted to sneak a little from my parents' liquor cabinet, I could just replace what I took with water, and they'd be none the wiser. I don't know if that's true, Brevin, but okay. He continues. <laughs> Brevin, what are you doing, Brevin? <laughs> what are you doing? And says, as my tastes have matured, I now declare myself a whiskey man. But the question is, when I steal a little whiskey from my parents' liquor cabinet, what can I replace the brown liquid with? Interesting. I have an idea. All right, shoot. You could take, like, uh, you know if you have a iced coffee mm-hmm. and you let the ice sit in it too long and it turns into that just watered-down brown kind of mess? Yes. Just do that. I agree with that wholeheartedly. The thing is, like, there aren't that many good brown liquids. I mean, Coca-Cola is brown. But I'm going to be honest, you shouldn't replace it with something carbonated. That's a dead giveaway. So, iced coffee, Brevin. Get it, and let it sit, and then replace it with that. Alright, what do you have for an email, B-Pimp? I have an email from Ted in Tampa, Florida. (laughs) Wow, we got two emails from Tampa today. Yeah. Wait, did you say Tampa? Yeah. (laughs) Tampa's all over the place. So, they're they're probably consumed with trying to get a new stadium for the Rays. Oof. But Ted, at least, was he had he was sidetracked enough by our, our one of our recent episodes that he wanted to write in. So 
he says, uh, really, you did an episode about the best years? He's like, I have some <laughs> suggestions for you. You could do, what is your favorite day of the week? And then you can maybe tell us why the days are named like they are, like Saturn Day. <laughs> or you could do your favorite hour of the day, like the witching hour, midnight. Or you could do your favorite duration of time, like 20 seconds, if you need to microwave something. This anyway, I'm, I'm going to keep listening, and I'm glad to hear it, but you should come up with better ideas. Fair enough. I think we could do... Wow, Ted! We could do top five days of the week, and then have two honorable mentions. <laughs> the, two, the two honorable mentions are going to be so sad. <laughs> like, Tuesday, couldn't make the cut. All right, if you have any emails that you'd like to send us, please do. I don't care if you're trying to criticize our top five list or what. You can send them to whiskeysessionsmusic at gmail.com, and we will read them on a future episode. But that is it for this episode. B-Pimp, do you have anything you want to say before we sign off to our listeners? People that live outside of Tampa can email us also. Yes, they can. Uh, All right, that does it for this episode. This is Amats saying peace out. Bye.